Welcome to Epignosis, the teaching ministry of Chris Morgan. May the light of God illuminate your heart and may the truth make you free as you listen. As we conclude on this four-part series on the sovereignty of God, let us have a quick review of what we've learned so far. We have seen that God is a spirit. Not only is God a spirit, but the primordial spirit. God has been called the father of spirits because all spirits emanated from God. God has no gender and possesses three major attributes, which are omnipresence, omnipotence, and omniscience. The omnipresence of God is not a factor of multiplicity, but a factor of size. So the presence of God is inevitable and inescapable. God being omnipotent means all power belongs to God. This further implies that there is no power but God's power. And all we need to do to benefit from that power is to acquire the knowledge requisite to connect and appropriate it. So far, we hope a picture of the sovereignty of God is forming through these articles. But there still remains one aspect of God's attributes which will help project a more complete picture of what we're trying to say. Some may ask, why is it so important to understand this topic? As far as I know, knowledge acquisition is not a factor in benefiting from the redemptive work of Christ. It merely takes an acceptance of that finished work as a way to salvation and to love your fellow Christian as Christ commanded. However, as we saw in the preceding article, knowledge is power. An ignorant person is a powerless person and will inevitably fall victim to needless suffering due to that. It is therefore better that beyond being saved, that a person gets the necessary knowledge to impact their quality of life. It is always better to know than not to know. Talking about the omniscience of God, which means that God is all-knowing, it is inseparably linked with the fact that God exists in eternity. Whenever people hear eternity, what comes to their mind is heaven or living forever. Forever in our mind means a very long time. We can't help linking eternity with time because human beings are creatures who exist in time. The fact, however, is that time is more of an opposite of eternity. While eternity is difficult to explain to a human being, I think with a little imagination one can begin to grasp the concept. As I said earlier, man is a creature of time. Therefore, it can't be easy to form a concept of eternity, but let me try to paint a picture. Imagine a long building, as long as the eyes can see from one end to the other. Inside this building, there is a glass demarcation, 
splitting the entire length of the building into two parts. Now this glass demarcation is that type that is transparent on one side but opaque on the other side. Now the opaque side of the glass is called time and the transparent side is called eternity which means those on the time side cannot see those on the eternity side but those on the eternity side can see those on the time side clearly now the eternity side looks like a long hall which you can see from one end of the hall to the other and since the glass on that side is transparent you can also see everything on the time side too however on the time side it has been split with wooden dividers into many rooms with connecting doors and because the glass on that side is opaque you can't even see the eternity side which means when you are in the time side you can only see the room you are in at any moment you must go from one room into the next until you get to the last room to see the end of the hall and the other thing is you can only go in one direction on the time side but there is liberty of movement on the eternity side now take a minute to form a picture of what i've just painted in your mind before we continue now god built this whole structure and furnished it with all necessities from the very beginning then humanity was made represented by Adam and Eve as narrated by Moses in Genesis God now created two special doors one door going into the first room of time and the other door coming out of the last room of time which means that man was to enter time in that first room and exit time from the last room God opens that entry door and ushers in Adam and Eve. Now do not think of these rooms as seconds, minutes, hours and years, but as eons, times and seasons. Each room represents a season of a particular task for Adam and Eve, which must be completed before they can move forward into the next room. The door into the next room of time will not open until the task for the current room has been fulfilled. The absolutely amazing thing about the whole process is that as it is happening for all of humanity, it's also going on for families, nations, and for individuals. It's a multi-level process from macro to micro level. As humanity is moving from room to room on a macro level, each family, nation, and individual is also on a micro level of this structure going on concurrently. The purpose of the macro level is the manifestation of the sons of God, and the purpose of all the other levels are contribution to that great divine work. Now looking at it from this point of view, it begins to dawn on you that this building is actually a manufacturing facility constructed to produce the sons of God, with God operating on the eternity side 
and humanity being molded into shape on the time side. Everything that will happen on the time side has been predetermined by the designer before the building was even constructed. So the time side is merely to fulfill what has already been prepared beforehand. Now with this picture painted, I do hope we have been able to form an image in your mind of what we're trying to talk about. Now what do you think the situation will be for the one who is on the eternity side? Remember we're still talking about the omniscience of God. While humanity on the time side know nothing, God on the side of eternity knows everything up to the very end. This is why God is omniscient. Products going through the process of being manufactured in an assembly line do not know what is going on, but the manufacturer is always aware of what the finished product looks like. All the product is aware of is the traumatic process of the production. Sometimes it's being washed, then other times it's being crushed, then it's being melted and molded, and all the while it's wondering what is going on. If you have ever visited a factory, you will hear the agonizing noises being made while the processes of production is ongoing. I'm sure the product would have cursed the manufacturer if they could talk. In that same way, the processes of life in time are agonizing. Sometimes you wonder if God doesn't care that you are going through pains. You pray and fast for it to stop, but it just keeps going on. What you are not aware of is that the one you are praying to is the one putting you through the process. They may be painful and seem harsh to you, but the manufacturer, who is God, is not deterred by your crying and complaining. But the manufacturer knows the end product is in sight and it's a beautiful outcome. One thing I have come to know is that the values of God are so divergent from the values of human beings. The things important to us are our comfort and our fulfillment in life. But God is only ever interested in the great divine project. This is the dilemma of a working relationship between one who is in time and one who is in eternity. You are bound to want different things. But I promise you the product. You will not have your way. You might as well surrender to the manufacturer. I know some of you might be saying in your mind, this Chris has started again. How does he know all these things? Where are the scriptural bases for this analogy? Now there are many scriptural bases, but let me give you a few. Hebrews 4.3 says, For we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. 1 Peter 1.20, it says, Who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, Matthew 13.35 says, 
that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophets, saying, I will open my mouth in parables, I will utter things which have been kept secret from the foundation of the world. Then lastly, I will give you Romans 8.19, which says, For the earnest expectation of the creature waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. These scriptures clearly say that time was totally planned out before it even began, and that the creature is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God creature meaning everything that was created is for that reason that's why God could tell Abraham what will happen to his descendants 1,000 years into the future all God needed to do is simply look into the room designed to fulfill that event when God talks about the future it's not a prophecy but an extrapolation from an event planned and executed by God ahead of time. God is ever-present, all-powerful, all-knowing. The greatest tragedy of humanity is not understanding what God is. The many misunderstanding and misinterpretation of things concerning God has caused a lot of confusion and hardship in society. We have formed gods into our own image rather than we being in God's image. So the gods most people pray to is a little god that is subject to the whims of men, a god that is under control and waits for instructions in prayer to act. Honestly, many of the things we believe about God is quite demeaning and insulting. I have therefore done my best to put these articles together with a view to making available information about God so that those who care to know may know. May God grant us the light of divine understanding. In Jesus' name I pray. Thank you so much for listening and God bless you. We hope you were blessed by these teachings. For inquiry, support, and contributions, kindly send us an email on epignosis721 at gmail.com. You can also send us a message via WhatsApp on 234 We would love to hear from you. God bless you.